thoughts uh, for God to use for his glory. So uh, let's remember that as well. To go the distance, we need to embrace the reality that we all, of course, is uh, that we are not our own. We are bought with a Christ. Do you not know that your body is a temple of the Holy Spirit who is in you, whom you have received from God? You are not your own. You are bought at a price. We who were once slaves of sin now are slaves of righteousness. Jim tells us in his book that the, the, the doulos principle that the word doulos occurs 125 times in the New Testament. In almost every instance, the term refers to the relationship between believers and God. Doulos is the second most frequently used term in the New Testament to describe the relationship between God and the believer. Only Mathetes, the Greek word that we translate disciple, is used more frequently. Mathetes occurs only in the narrative portions of the New Testament and the Gospels and Acts, whereas doulos is the term that believers throughout the New Testament use to describe themselves. Jim continues, this is directly from his book, as I continued my research, I was surprised to learn that without exception, every writer of the New Testament epistles used doulos, the word slave, to describe himself and his fellow workers. Jim again, because of the many scriptures that use the term doulos to describe believers and the term depotes, one's own slave, as a designation for the Godhead, I am convinced that the doulos principle must be embraced if one is to experience fully the Lordship of Christ. If you haven't read the book, you need to, uh, you need to perhaps go back and review it again. As Jim says, that doulos accepts the experiences of life as God's training program. Jim says, do not run from nor resign yourself to, but embrace every experience that God be either that God either causes or allows in your life. It is through these crucifying experiences that we increasingly conform to the image of Christ. Just, just another moment or two here. To go the distance, we need to learn more and more to practice obedience. Sue came up just a couple of weeks ago with uh, a word from the Lord, if you love me, you will obey what I command. Practicing instant obedience to what the Lord directs us to do is so very important. It demonstrates so quickly whose we are and whom we want to please. Ron Meyer uh, wrote a wonderful book, Habits of Highly Effective Christians, and I think, Miller, you did the editing on this. I've spent some time in this book as well this week and really blessed by it. Ron says the most important chapter in his book, and I think he's got uh, 17 chapters, is uh, his chapter on obedience uh, called Obey from the Heart. Ron says, God lets us know what he wants us to do through his word, our conscience, the authority gets placed over us, his spirit, and other means as well. Again, quoting Ron, Myers, Dan Myers, dad, well, many of you know Dan. Obedience is worship in action. You like that? I think that's a, that's a great thought. Obedience means laying aside your preference to defer to the will of another. 
We honor the one to whom we submit, and obedience is the way we honor God. We must decide whether we will serve God or serve self. Ron says, the more quickly, cheerfully, and thoroughly we obey, the better God likes it, the more we perform at our best. We are not our own. We are slaves. God is the slave master. That may be unusual language for you, but that's, that's what the scripture teaches. And then uh, to go the distance, we need to persevere, and there are so many other things that can be said. Endure hardship like, with us like a good soldier of Christ Jesus, 2 Timothy 2, 3. Like Rocky said to Adrian before his epic fight, all I want to do is go the distance. Think of our World War II veterans uh, that came back. Willard Hudson comes to mind. They signed up for the duration. They knew that they would be there until it was finished. I believe those are the guys that returned on the ships and the airplanes and the buses and the trains rather quietly that really made our country great. And we honor them even now thinking about that. God is more concerned with our development than with our comfort. Ron says, God can use opposition to redirect or change our course but difficulties do not automatically mean that we are going in the wrong direction. A storm is therefore an occasion for reappraisal, prayer, development, and recommitment. A storm is not the time to quit. The devil wants to be undermine our faith by making us think that we are out of the will of God when we have opposition. God allows opposition for our development and good. It toughens our faith and improves our character. We all know what this race is not a 100-meter sprint. It's a challenging marathon. And uh, as we continue to go the distance in Christ, one day we will share in his glory. So we've talked about reckoning ourselves dead, resisting sin, offering our bodies as living sacrifices, the doulos principle, obedience, and uh, enduring to the end. And we will see God's glory. Let me finish with this verse. But thanks be to God, he gives us the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. Therefore, my dear brothers, stand firm. Let nothing move you. Always give yourselves fully to the work of the Lord because you know that your labor in the Lord is not in vain. Father, I pray that as we determine again this morning to go the distance, that you will help us to look at our checklist to see if we are continuing in the disciplines that you've impressed on us. Help us to repent where we've fallen short. Help us to uh, do those things that we once did. Help us to ask the question, what would Jesus do as we face a question uh, that uh, uh, might, might be unusual? Lord, help us 
in all that we do or say, bring glory to your name. Father, I pray if there's anyone here this morning that has never made Jesus Lord in his life, that on this morning he would make that decision, even as Lauren Holtberg did as an athlete at Wichita State University, that he might be entirely transformed, that he would become a new creature in Christ, and that he would uh, experience personally what it means to live your life in Christ, in his power, in that power that raised Jesus from the dead. I pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. If you prayed that prayer, and uh, if you would like prayer in any of the areas that I talked about, please do come up afterwards, and we'll be thrilled to pray with you as well. Thank you. Thank you, Joel. I appreciate